Hello and welcome to episode three of Focused on You. Uh, we are now in the trilogy phase of this podcast, which is fantastic. Usually the third installment um, is the best or the worst, so we'll let you determine that. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Sanford, Director of Investment Strategy at WFG. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question, the age-old question, what do we do with underperforming investments? Fire the investment manager. We do not do that. Not the uh, director of investment strategy at the very least. But first, before we fire myself and uh, get into this, a quick word from the good folks at Compliance. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial and Washington Financial Group are separate non-affiliated entities. And now on to the show. What you already heard was El Presidente, Jeff Hamblin, threatening to fire me. Uh, Jeff, thank you for coming today, I think. Happy to be here. Uh, We also are joined by Mark Jensen, associate at WFG for future podcast discussions. Uh, Mark, how are you today? Doing well. I've tried to fire Jay, and no one's ever paid attention or listened to me. So That is the role of the associate defined right there. <laughs> uh, today's question is, what do we do with underperforming investments? Uh, Jeff? Well, I think that really the bigger question is, is that uh, when we're noticing something underperforming, uh, how do we, what's our process that we go through to determine something's underperforming? And uh, how does the investment committee come in, in play there, Jay? Yeah, it is important to have a process. Uh, it's certainly not a knee-jerk reaction uh, to an underperforming asset class. We know that sometimes funds underperform uh, under certain market conditions, and we know that they're going to come back. Um, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, uh, we start with the LPL recommended list. If LPL puts a fund on watch, then we put fun- a fund on watch and we follow what LPL has to say. What we didn't really talk about uh, in other episodes yet or prior to is that we do have funds that are not on the LPL recommended list. These are investments that we have used in the past that we really like, and we have created a scorecard um, that rates these funds, and we make sure that we're doing a due diligence on them on a very constant basis. And so that report card or that scorecard that we have uh, will also tell us to put funds on watch list. And so uh, we use the LPL recommended list. We also use our own scorecard. And so that's the first stage uh, when it comes to underperformance. And we can touch on, you know, what the scorecard is made of uh, down the road at some point. That would be kind of a a boring podcast, but maybe some of our technical people would want to hear that. But the reality of it is we have a process. We meet on a monthly basis to go over this process and to go over each and every investment that are in our portfolios. And uh, we create the watch list. Now, Mark, 
how long do you have to be on the watch list uh, before you get uh, noticed and, and potentially booted? Uh, four quarters. See, that is why Mark is an associate. The answer is six, six quarters. quarters. Right, right. Well, Jay, then the, because we, I'm real frustrated sometimes because after four quarters, you're right, Mark, I want to can them right away. But patience is often a better way to deal with that because why should we wait longer? Some of these managers... Uh, you know, are significantly underperforming, and, and why do we? Why should you we wait to six quarters? Well, you know, we've found that we every manager underperforms, um, and so you have to give them the benefit of the doubt if they have produced in the past. That their processes remain constant. We don't want to have constant turnover in our portfolios that can cause a tax issue, uh, which obviously cuts into overall returns. So we found that six quarters is the best. Now at four quarters, to be fair, Mark, um, and I'll save you a little bit, that is when we start looking at other funds. So it, when the sixth quarter comes and uh, a fund or investment haven't performed, uh, we have to have a replacement ready to go. Um, we haven't discussed this, but Mark not only is an associate, but he is also our head trader. And his mind actually works like a computer so he is a fantastic trader you can tell that he doesn't speak very well on these but that is why he's a great trader uh, his mind uh, is born in numbers not necessarily words so when we do have a replacement how easy is it to to kind of uh, trade out of that mark yeah trading wise is really easy we can exchange from fund to fund or index to fund or mutual fund to index so from a trading standpoint that never restricts us from from making any any exchanges um, and in general sometimes an underperforming investment um, ends up being an opportunity for us because as we've mentioned on other podcasts we like to tax loss harvest and offset other gains in our clients portfolios so hopefully we're being as tax efficient as we can in in the non-retirement and it helps you to rebalance as well sometimes. Absolutely. But, but so I, I get frustrated because I say, you know, I really w- want to move. But, you know, my focus a lot of times is my client's taxes. So, Jay, w- how does that come into play with taxes versus uh, changing an underperforming manager? Yeah, well, to be fair, um, you know, we have run into this situation before. Uh, we've had uh, uh manager that has gains and has suddenly uh, over a six quarter basis or even through LPL they've decided to replace it and we make the move we would much rather uh, deal with a positive gain and and pay some taxes on that than uh, have a stinker in our portfolio now don't get me wrong we're definitely looking at taxes mark is great about looking at you know is it a long-term gain or a short-term gain obviously most of these are long-term gains um and we can hold off if if it means you know trading in december versus january to to move the tax needle to another year but ultimately we as uh i like to call us fiduciaries that we as fiduciaries um want to be in the right investments for the right reasons and if you're going to pay a little taxes to get out of a, a bad fund then then so be it we would rather you do that than uh, be in an underperforming fund down the road so, so let me just let me throw this out at you because i can't believe it if i have a really stinking fund and it's got real issues 
what would be a reason why we might get out of it prior to 18 months or uh, six quarters? Uh, well, that's a good question. And it doesn't even have to be a stinker um, per se. Uh, you know, I think a good example was when Bill Gross left uh, the PIMCO family. Um, that was a star manager leaving a great fund with a ton of assets in it. And we were worried that it, there was going to be kind of a run on that fund. So you're, you don't want to be the last person in the room uh, on a run. And so that was a case where a star manager that we felt was going to, that did leave, that we felt was going to affect the overall portfolio, that was sometime, that was when we did not wait that six quarters. Now we talked about it in the investment committee. It was not a singular decision on my part or on uh, Jeff's part or Mark's part. It was a group discussion and we came to that uh, conclusion that it was it was better to get out of that. Did it come off the LPL value uh, list? You know, it went on watch. Um, I don't know if it actually kicked off or not. And it really had struggled for a good year and a half. And, you know, I think it recently popped back on, you know, and that makes sense to me because PIMCO is a great fun family and we're not here, uh, you know, as a, as a commercial for any one particular fun family, but PIMCO is great at what they do in bonds. And so, uh, you know, you can have an underperforming asset, we get out of it, and then down the road, maybe it comes back looking a little bit different, but still still a good performing fund. And Jay, you mentioned a run on the fund earlier. Does that mean like too many liquidations and clients trying to cash out all at once? Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, most funds have the ability to get out uh, when they want to. They have a cash uh, amount when redemptions come in. But if you have a significant amount of investors trying to get out of one fund, that means they have to start selling their investments. And first they sell their dogs, but then ultimately they start selling uh, investments that are they deem to be very good. And that is not good for a mutual fund. So, um, good question. That'd be great. As an associate, I just wanted to make sure simple folk like me understand what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying that. So, um, that's our process. That's our procedure. Um, it is set in stone, and we think that's really important. I'd like to thank our guests today. Uh, Jeff, thank you for dropping by. I know your office is right next door. And if, if they're underperforming, we can blame you. So what we conclusion there was? That is what happens in the office. That is correct. Thank Agreed. You. Thank you for coming, Jeff. Mark, thank you very much. Here involuntarily it. again. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be your sign-off going forward. <laughs> if you have a question that you'd like us to address in future episodes, shoot us an email at info at washfinancial.com. Thanks for listening to Washington Financial Group's Focused on You podcast. Connect us at connect with us at washfinancial.com. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening.